your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, so we're going to talk about what really kind of constitute a horse being for lack of a better word, broke. So, and you know, it's, it's different for everybody, more, you know, more or less, but, and that's all, and that's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But what I wanted to talk about, and this might be a pretty short one, but what I wanted to talk about for a minute was how when you when you watch videos of horse sales like on the facebook reels or if you scroll through and you watch a tra- you know most training videos about 95% of what's out there and it's it's almost like it's a trend you either see trying to desensitize a horse or if it's kind of a more finished horse about the only thing you can really see it do is kind of lope around kind of sleepy looking really flat on the front end you know not much not much elevation in the front real real flat kind of canter or lope and it's getting more and more and more to where even the western style horses everybody thinks they want them to start looking more and more like western pleasure horses so go watch a reigning horse lope around and then go watch a dressage horse lope around. Or even better, in my opinion, go watch a working equitation horse lope around. You will see the difference in the elevation of the front end, the classical arch in the neck. Now, if you, you, know, if you prefer a horse to ride around more like the Rainer style, there's nothing wrong with it, but if I, I strongly believe if anybody ever got to taste a horse loping around in a more classical frame, you would, you would want that instead anyway. But this is just one example, and you notice, like, we, there's, there's even this article about it somewhere that I read a long time ago and a university did a test. It was one of them kind of deals, but you know, we, we keep, unless, unless you ride out on trails, which is really good, but we keep these horses in a constant state of lateral movement. So like, you know, the only meaning we ride them in an arena or a or a paddock or something so much 
to where they're constantly in a little bit of a bend or a little bit of a turn. And what really prompted me wanting to talk about this was I, I was riding this horse the other day and horses had a lot of rides on it. It was a friend's, it was a friend's horse. And I was riding it around and I was like, okay, this feels pretty good. feels pretty balanced. The horse sitting falling behind my leg and the horse sitting really trying to get ahead of my seat, you know, not trying to go too fast. This horse feels pretty good. Well, then I went outside in the big pasture and I started loping it around a little bit. And y'all, I had to, like, this horse had to lope like 20 strides before I could even get it to somewhat level up its shoulders and realize that I was wanting it to just stand up real good and square and go straight. So, like, if you were in a right circle, oh, it was easy. But getting that horse to exit that right circle onto a straightaway, and even more so, you know, maybe even a straightaway and then a little bit to the left. So, you know, then you're kind of getting in counter-canter territory. But it was hard, y'all. Like, it was, and even when the horse was going straight, you know, the, the, the shoulders were pretty unlevel. The hip was off to the right. And if we're not careful, we get these horses where they don't really know what it means to stand up square and straight and be right in between the reins and right in between the legs. Uh, and, you know, the irony of it is you can ride a horse in a straight line all day long, but if you're not being aware in particular about this, They'll constantly be bringing their shoulders a little to the right, and then they'll try to look off to the left, and then the ribs bulge left or right. So basically just getting to, we've got to start doing more than just circling these horses. Uh, you know, back a long time ago, what kind of constituted a horse being broke was that like he was so athletic and so maneuverable you could get on that horse and then go into like a greek war you know like i'm being for real and that horse was so responsive and so light that you could go to bat go into a battle on this horse and you relied on that lightness and that responsiveness to keep you alive you know, like, so that horse had to do way more than lope circles with his head down. And, you know, this is really kind of where dressage comes from. But you don't see, you don't see much about, like, hey, yeah, you should, uh, you should lope squares. So that horse has a chance to stand up in between the turns. You should do them out in a big open area. You should work on walking your straight lines. So it's just kind of interesting when you like when you do this for a living and you just kind of see how things are shaping up, where the trends are leaning towards. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, we know more about horses now than we ever have. And that might be true in a factual sense. But, uh, 
if if you were to if you were to go ride with a bunch of horse trainers nowadays versus 30 years ago the ones from 30 years ago in a lot of ways were actually a lot more broke and a lot more handy uh another example of this is another thing that you'll run into way too much is bending the horse bend him bend him bend him make him soft and then go the other way and bend him and bend him and bend him and make him soft and i'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things but like they never talk about the rest of the story which is you know we we kind of we shouldn't and i'm just as guilty of it too but we kind of work backwards as far as getting the balance and all that it's supposed to be you get the hind feet placing in the right places you get the horse to balance with his feet and then from that balance creates some natural bend and it takes the rigidness and the stiffness out of his rib cage out of his neck and because he's got that balance, well, now you're not have to worry. You're not having to worry about dropping his shoulder and thing, you know, things like that. Well, that's kind of your. That's what they call riding from back to front, where you ride the hind end of the horse and you work from there. But and I would say probably the Western riding is more guilty of it than any of them, and I and I am too. So I want to make that disclaimer, but. uh See, we work backwards. We try to start at the front and get the neck soft and then get him to start doing counter arcs and things like that. And we, we work so hard on those front corners because we think that's where we need to work, where in reality, you know, we need to work on the, the back end of the horse. And there are times to where, you know, those other corners need some help too. But uh, it would just, it would be nice to see more than desensitizing more than bending and more than the finished horses it's like all they really got going for them is they can kind of do this sleepy little slow kind of western pleasure flat lope and yeah you know that like you'll see some some good stops and some things like that in the in the arena but it like it would be nice if we could see more of okay i'm going to take this horse out in this giant pasture and i'm going to get him up to a dead run and then within five strides i'm going to try to have him back at a walk or a standstill you know like that's a whole different deal i've ridden a bunch of reining horses and things to wear and you know a lot or a lot of just horses in general you you ride them in a certain area or a pen where the horse is like, okay, I kind of know how this goes. Usually when I get to here, I kind of do this part. So, uh, or uh, here we'll, we'll give even better example, like a barrel horse, you know, you'd watch them horses and think, man, that is pretty cool. That, that those horses are really good at making those tight turns from a run. But, if you like if you went out into a pasture and you tried to do that with most of them and if you just pretended that there was a barrel there it would not really work at all he'd probably end up if it was a barrel horse he'd probably end up just running off with you pretty much uh so 
and then you know a lot of other horses too you think man this horse is really riding good this horse is really attentive he's he's really with me the stops feel great but then you take him out of that setting and it's like man where'd my horse go so what that means is is these horses are learning off of like okay well i'm a reining horse so when i get in the middle of the arena and i start running kind of faster straight down the center the next thing that's coming i know this because i've done it a hundred times is i need to be getting ready to stop really big but if you try doing that like out of that specific area you know that horse would probably have a little bit of trouble having the thoughts that you were having so try to think about that when you ride and be like okay is is my horse doing this because he is thinking what i'm thinking or is he doing this because he just kind of knows like every time we cross the this part of the arena he's gonna do his stop or something you know so uh go up you know get him out of those constant bends and circles and lateral movements uh ride them ride them one-handed out in a big open field more often trot them more often you know a lot most horses they they can't really trot you get them where they're kind of trotting and then you ask for them to extend and they kind of just bind up and try to lope you know uh which they should be able to do canter departures too but that's what i'm saying most horses are lacking on the other end of the spectrum being able to extend and so travel on them more you know like get on them and really go somewhere uh even at a walk you can i guarantee you you could probably get on your horse right after this podcast and you could say okay i'm gonna get him walking straight towards this telephone pole this bush or whatever that's a couple hundred feet out in front of me And I'm just going to see how many times I have to say, hey, get your head back in the middle. Look where you're going. Quit looking around. Then by the time you get that, well, then you notice. So if you draw like an imaginary uh, straight line between your horse's withers shooting straight out into that bush. And this bush, let's, let's make it even better. Let's say this bush is only 50 feet away. You would probably, if you're looking for perfection and you want him to just stand up real square and walk a truly straight line and be real in the middle and balanced, you would probably have to catch him 50 times, if not more, uh, in that 50-foot span. And this is simply walking a truly straight line. And then about the time you got him to where he was keeping his head right on that line, then you'd feel the shoulders kind of fall off to the right, for example. Then you get the shoulders back on that line, but then the ribs would bow out. And then you'd push the ribs back in, and then you'd notice the nose was a few inches to the right when it was supposed to be straight. And then by the time you got all that for even one stride, then you go, oh, I'll be danged. Uh, the hip is kind of off to the right, meaning... His, the, the base of his tail is not directly behind his withers. He's traveling a little crooked. 
And that's because he's wanting to pack more weight on one or the other of his hind legs because he's not evenly strengthened on both of those hind legs. And this makes it impossible for a horse to actually be collected. So, you know, before you ever even talked about collection, you would have to talk about straightness in a horse. And, you know, no, like nobody's really teaching that in the Western world. So straightness, it's a very, very important thing. So with that in mind, just kind of, kind of start to look around and you'll kind of see how like most time, like these days, all a horse has to do is kind of lope around real slow and kind of sleepy looking. And, you know, usually somebody will show that to kind of be like, hey, look at how broke this horse is. You know, you don't really see them do a lot of transitions. You don't see them, uh, you know, when they are loping circles. It's like, well, let's see, like, let's see them do like a 10-foot circle. You know, like, I mean, if it's an older horse, you know, that's older than six or seven, uh, let's see them lope a 10-foot circle. And then let's see him jump right out of that, do a flying lead change and lope a 10-foot circle the other way. Uh, let's see him lope sideways. Let's see him trot sideways. Uh, let's see him out in a big open area at a random place, not a place that he's just kind of working off of his location and off of memory, but where he's working off of the rider, right? Like, Let's see him like really open him up and then bring him back down again, you know, speed wise. Let's see how the horse handles that, you know, see how sure the horse is about it. So, uh, when you start looking for that, you start to see like, man, most people's opinions of what constitutes a broke horse is pretty, you know, the bar is set pretty low in in a lot of Western circles, you know. And even, even like reining cow horses, cutting horses, uh, as good as those horses are, there's a lot of the times to where it's like, as long as the cow is in front of them, they're pretty good. As long as they're kind of going off of repetition versus thinking the rider's thoughts they're pretty good i've ridden a bunch of those kind of horses to where you think man this horse is really nice but like god forbid you try to go trot out to the end of the pasture and come back it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty difficult deal to do on them so just kind of keep that in mind try to get your horse to where he's not you know where he's he's riding off of his understanding of your body and your legs and your thoughts and the way you're sitting on him not off of okay well here's the barrel so i know now i'm gonna make a turn you know just kind of think think about that ride him outside more do way more straight lines uh lope squares and ease off on the circles a little bit Lope straight lines. Uh, guarantee you to do that is way more difficult than loping a circle. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. 
Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 